Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome to the Unimpressed Podcast, Tori. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Herman, how you doing, Tori? You doing all right today? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? And I'm unimpressed I haven't met you yet. I've seen some of your videos online and... We tested out one of your videos on our network, and uh, it did pretty well. I think you got a very unique sense of humor. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and what was your thought process of getting into this business, this industry, in the entertainment world? The most important thing was I had a corporate job for about five years, and that was with BMW and Rolls-Royce. I loved it. But I hated my hours there just because it was sort of a commission-based position. And I always had to basically, you know, spend about 60 to 70 hours a week at the store trying to, you know, sell a car. That being said, it did pay well. So that was one of the reasons why I decided to stay. And I ended up staying there five years. In August 2020, so just last year, I decided to start a TikTok account. And originally it started as a car page. So I would do car reviews. That didn't work out. I wouldn't get more many followers. So one day I posted a, my very first video was about the differences between uh, how a Russian girlfriend reacts to, you know, her boyfriend leaving the house and how American girlfriend reacts to exactly the same thing. So that video ended up getting 3.2 million views overnight. And that's how Tori Herman was born. <laughs> now, when you were working in the car business, did you use the name Tori Herman or is this no. something new as well? Herman is my mom's maiden name and Tori is short from my actual name, Victoria. The reason I took it on is because when I first started, I was still working for a dealership. So I wanted to make sure people can just search my name and see where I work and go and find me because you never know who you meet online, right? Where are you located now currently? I'm in Vancouver, BC. Was this car business in Vancouver as well? Do you come over to the U.S. much? Well, before COVID, I used to travel quite a bit and I would go to Los Angeles, spend some time there and Florida. I have a lot of my 
friends there and some of my relatives. With COVID, it was a little bit harder. Now I'm going back in September and we'll do some collaborations there and maybe stay a few months, see how it goes. Where would you go? Florida? Florida, oh, yeah. Florida. Where in Florida? Miami. Oh, okay. It's funny talking to you right now that you don't have as much of a Russian accent to me than you... <laughs> than you did in your videos. So do you accentuate that when you do the videos? If you notice, I also change makeup and stuff. So I always try to show American girlfriend as more um, bright hair and, you know, brighter makeup and stuff, whether a Russian one has a thicker accent and, you know, has more classier look, I guess, something like this. Try to change them up. What is your passion? What's your ultimate goal with this adventure that you're moving forward with? Well, I like to have social media channels because I do see how some of the videos and some of my, you know, sometimes I post different advices and my stories and stuff. It does help people. And I receive 500 messages a day from women and girls saying, hey, thank you so much. You helped us you know, build more confidence and you helped us deal with a breakup and you helped us deal with, you know, depression and stuff like this. Ideally, I would like to keep growing my networks and sort of, you know, maybe eventually starting some sort of a charity where I can help women, you know, overcome difficult times in their lives. Now, were you born in Russia? I was born in Russia. I lived there until I was 15. And then I moved to Canada. What is it like right now in Russia with all the craziness going on? Are you familiar with what's going on over there? Last time I went to Russia was five years ago. So unfortunately, I'm not that well aware of what's changing right now. The last time I went was five years ago. And I had a bit of a culture shock because, you know, I got some comments on the fact that I don't live in Russia anymore. And sort of like people felt like I betrayed my country. <laughs> But it's still, it's my home country. I still love it, obviously. But uh, I I guess it would be very hard for me to move back at this point of my life. Well, you know what I thought of? I don't know why this came to my mind. I almost thought of like a Russian type Dr. Ruth. You ever see, you remember Dr. Ruth? It might be a little ahead of your time. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Dr. Ruth would come on and talk about sex and relationships. But she was very, like, blunt, mm -hmm. very to the point. Had a little bit of a, a dry sense of humor. I thought, like, that angle for you is something that could work in this day and time. Because a lot of the comedy right now and, and things, I think people are looking for other things besides political comedy. Right. Because I don't own here. I don't try to do politics or anything like that. I try to dig into the guest and, and find out what they're all about. But I think there's a space for that, you know, a space for something refreshing, a space for something different. Do you have any goals moving forward in this specific genre with what you're starting to do? I guess eventual plan is to move more into a stand-up comedy and, you know, maybe have some live shows. I know right now it's difficult with all the craziness happening in the world, but hopefully we'll go back to normal where, you know, we can travel freely and have shows and stuff like this. That would be interesting for me because I am afraid of stage and of performing in front of crowds. So I guess me delivering... Uh, some sort of comedy 
on a stage would also be sort of a breakthrough for myself as well. And I guess that would be interesting for people to watch. Whenever I have any sort of interview, when I answer questions on my story, people do ask me, why don't you do live shows? And that's one of the answers that I give them because I'm a little bit scared, but would be interested to do. When you want to come to Charleston? <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Actually, it's funny you say that. We just partnered with a club here in town and we're trying to brand our own comedy club, which we have specific days during the week that we're filling now. And we're trying to create a multimedia type thing where uh, we do everything, right? We can yeah. book an act, we can market a show, we can sell a show, sell tickets, sell our own tickets and so forth. So uh, we are kicking that off and uh, we're doing it with Facebook where we're doing it in a combination where whoever does the live show on stage, we're doing a live event as well that we're selling with each date. So I don't know, you're more than welcome to come on over to Charleston, South Carolina, and maybe you can do a couple uh, unimpressed podcasts with me. I'd love to, for sure. Why not? You know, if you think about the word unimpressed, right, and I think the dryness of your comedy and that personality could work as somewhat of a, a co-host on here. We're trying to build out this show, add some pieces to it. I mean, I don't know exactly what they are, but that was just a thought. Came through my yeah. mind, per se. So you're in Vancouver. Is it cold up there? Is it, I guess it's very cold there right now, right? Where? In Vancouver. No, no, it's hot outside. <laughs> It's hot outside? No, it's well, a full-on summer. We're having a heat wave now. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, really? no. Vancouver has a perfect weather. That's why I don't think I would ever be able to move away, like live somewhere full-time. It's a perfect weather. We have mountains. We have ocean. We have beaches. During summertime, we have like four or five months of really nice warm weather. We go swimming, we go paddleboarding, all sorts of water activities and stuff. So no, 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 it's not cold. It's not Toronto. No, it's not cold. <laughs> and they have good weed in Vancouver. They <laughs> How's the weed? What kind of weed are you smoking over there? <laughs> okay, so weed thing for me, I get paranoid. So unfortunately, I don't smoke it. Oh, but okay. when I was younger and when I had less stress, I used to. <laughs> gotcha. So what are you stressed about? Well, basically, it's been a little busy for me because you know the platforms are growing i'm doing a lot of brand deals and i'm obviously don't want to stay on the same kind of a spot i want to be moving forward and now i have an agent and now i'm working with you guys so there's a lot of things happening and definitely i wish i had a little bit more time in a day but so <laughs> who's your agent so I have two two agencies. One is Dulcedo and one is My People Know. They're in Vancouver as well? Uh, they're in Canada. But so the second one, they mostly work with TikTok. And then sec the first guys, they're more like uh, looking for any sort of brand deals, you know, shoot a commercial and stuff like this. You know, me and Tyler did talk about you. And I mean, I do think there's an opportunity on our network for you to make some real money. We've got some guys doing very, very well. When we work with somebody, I think it takes about 30 days to kind of get a feel, you know, yeah. like what works, what doesn't work, you know. And I think if industry looks at you, they're probably going to think one way. But I'm thinking, all right, how do we make this smarter? I want to think reverse is my thought process now that I've talked to you a little bit. Visually, industry is going to look, all right, how she looks, blah, blah, blah. We're going to keep her right here. 
talking to you and your personality and the fact you had that overbearing Russian accent in that in those videos and now you sound totally different. It already is smarter. So I think there's a pretty good upside there for you. I think so. I don't know. I'll have to do some more research. Family wise, are you by yourself up there? You have family up there where you're at. So I moved here when I was 15, almost 16. I moved here on my own. Uh, No parents. I went to school, uh, basically had to learn English first. My very first day in Canada was in Toronto. The first day in Canada, I decided to go explore. I stayed in a host family, and I decided to go explore downtown. I got lost. I didn't speak English. And I was in the middle of downtown, and it was pouring rain, and I was very unhappy with the entire situation. So I went to school in Toronto. I graduated from a high school, basically. Uh, studied English a little. I was on a student visa, so my parents wanted me to come home and, you know, do the whole routine, go to university in Russia, get married and have a great life. But I already fell in love with Canada and I said, I'm not coming back. And I applied for another student permit. I ended up going to a college here in Vancouver already, getting scholarship to go to UBC. It's a university with Uh, I did business management there. So once I graduated from university, I expected that I'm going to get the best job out there because now I have a degree. But that was not the case because you know how now they want you to have 25 years worth of experience, but also be 25 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I ended up having to work like two or three jobs at a time just to make living because Vancouver was so expensive, unbelievable. And putting myself through school was harder too. But then um, kind of all got together. I went through immigration, immigrated, and then I brought my parents here. So when I brought my parents here and I helped them, you know, uh, they stayed here for a few months. And my dad said, I hate it. I'm going to go back to Russia because he's a very true Russian man and doesn't speak English and Canada is too boring for him. So my dad ended up going back and my mom basically kind of comes and goes. She stays here for three, four months a year and then goes back. And then whenever she feels like she comes back here, that's it. Now, do you have any brothers or sisters? I don't know. Growing up in Russia as a kid, what is intriguing to you to come to this side of the world? When I was Younger, I used to travel a lot with my parents. And I used to see the students, for example, we went to England, we went to Malta, we went to Italy, and I used to see the students that would live there in dorms and they would have this free student life. So I guess when I was 15, I didn't really think of, you know, really getting an education or, uh, you know, going for a better life. I just wanted to be away from my parents and <laughs> a great life somewhere yeah, okay. <laughs> I was also really stubborn. So when I got that, you know, first year in Canada, I really loved it because I made a lot of friends. You know, I got a boyfriend and uh, I kind of feel felt like an adult. Right. And when you're that young, you don't really miss your family that much because you're all excited about this new adult life life you know i had fake id i would go to nightclub and a bar i don't know if that's too much for you no show. that's fine you're good. <laughs> you're good so um and then i guess 
you know, I ended up being really good in university while in college first and then university ended up getting scholarship. And I said, well, I have way more opportunities here to, you know, succeed in life rather than in Russia where, you know, I love my country, but it's still really tough to succeed there. And there's way less opportunities. You either have to be rich or have a lot of connections. And I had neither. So... Gotcha. Now your dad, he must be in the oil business or in the government. <laughs> so my dad ended up, uh, he was quite successful when I was younger. And then when I was about 18, he ended up filing bankruptcy because there was a huge economic crisis back then. And so ever since I support my family, I think since, well, not 18, I think since I was 20 or something. Really? So, so he wasn't in the, he's, was he in the oil business or he was in the government? He, uh, he was, he had factories. He had a butter factory and he had a shoe factory. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of um, the Herb Brothers? Nope. Tarmo Herb? That's another story. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. I knew this guy from Estonia, and he was this, him and his brother were these big Estonian singers, and they had that very worldly sound. Like they were friends with uh, Gorbachev. What's the guy that had the thing on his head? Was that Gorbachev? That's Gorbachev, yes. Yeah, they were friends with Gorbachev, sang for him multiple times or whatever. While I was in L.A., he lived in Marina Del Rey. Okay. Right? And, you know, Estonia, I guess, is everybody knows everybody in that country. He put I'm in my Estonian. head. What's that? I'm quarter Estonian. Oh, you're quarter Estonian. <laughs> well, Tarmo put in my head, he says, I've done an oil deal with Gorbachev. I got an opportunity to do one oil deal because it's, you know, people get killed for that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah. Somehow he convinced me that if we closed an oil deal, we could finance movies. So I got no oil business. I mean, this was such a huge learning experience for me because I'll tackle anything, right? So I said, all right, let's figure this out. So I didn't realize there's a whole community out there that's on the phone and these brokers are all over the country or whatever, and they're always trying to do these oil deals, but I've never in, I don't know, two or three years that I, that we messed around with, I never saw one oil deal closed. Yeah. And the closest I got, I ended up in Mexico City talking to a VP of Pemex, right? Okay. And But this is all driven from the Russian influence, per se. They kind of have a stronghold on that yeah. world. And we never closed a deal. But I was dumb enough to believe him that we could close a deal and finance a movie. So I don't, you know, that's kind of a different. Were you close? Close to closing? (laughs) Well, it was weird. We went over there because I had a bunch of CIA guys with me. Somehow I had these CIA guys that were from Texas. There's a there's a town in Texas. It's it's called Horseshoe. So they met me in Mexico City and stayed with me for two weeks. What was weird is we talked to the Secretary of State of Mexico, right? And they said they're all in or whatever. Two days later, his plane crashed. So I don't know who had their hands out. Uh-oh. I'm this young guy with my eyes wide open in Mexico City. You got the guys riding around with black hoods and the guns and stuff. I got 10 CIA guys with me. 
And all they were using me for is to be a salesperson. Yeah. Right. That's the closest I ever got. So I don't know if you got any stories like that with family members. Not not really. (laughs) Now, you being a quarter Estonian, where were you at in Russia? Were you close to Estonia? No, uh, my grandfather ran from Estonia when uh, in just a bit after the uh, World War times. Then he ended up in a village by, let me ask my mom. Mama, в какой деревне дедушка жил? Okay. Uh, the mom's there. Mom's there. She's hanging She's out with her. in a different room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to ask her for help. On that story, what does mom call you? Vika. Vika? Yeah. Vika. <laughs> it's like a short name, but it's very Russian, so nobody really calls me that. Just okay, Vika. Russian, yeah. All right, got it. Yeah, so he ended up uh, in that village, and that's where he met my grandmother, and then both of them ended up coming to Ukraine first because she was from Ukraine, and then they got Russian citizenship and moved to Russia. Does mom keep her finger on you when she's there? Yeah, of course. She tries to. What's a a (laughs) Russian mom like? Didn't you watch my videos? (laughs) (laughs) I talk about it a lot. Russian moms are overly protective, overly uh, panicking, always uh, concerned about what you're doing with your life, and they have to be upright in your business. So when you ask me why I left Russia, <laughs> yeah, you know, but when you're now I'm older, so I'm not, you know, a wild woman anymore so she doesn't really have to anything to worry about but she I did give her a hard time when I was younger when I moved here and she didn't know what I'm doing and she was always concerned well you tell tell your mother that we probably need more Russian mothers over here in the United States because the majority of the mothers in this country they don't they don't really do much for their kids. The kids kind of just run, you know, it's there's no a, yeah, control. There's no foundation culture. to a lot of the young people out there in today's time. So I think that's a good thing. You should really appreciate that. I think there's always a, you know, middle that is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want the extreme. Yeah. Uh, the extreme because, side of that. I yeah, get it. Russian moms are like absolutely extreme. So somewhere in the middle, it's good. You know, it can, can't really baby your kid that much at least after they're like 15 you know let them do their own growing kind of thing my wife and my daughter they probably think i'm a russian father okay the way i you know the way i act overly protective (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know i i don't know i'm just a believer in hey it's things are black or white do the right thing It's, you know, because maybe 15 years ago, I wasn't that black or white type of guy. I think if we don't bring our young people up with somewhat of a right or wrong world and a foundation, you know, the kid may have problems, you know, later in life. Yeah, I was just, uh, I know, I was just talking about it on my TikTok live. The world is changing too. It's, It's pretty interesting what kids now learn in school and... You know, uh, my my friend's four-year-old child came back from a kindergarten, I guess, and started explaining something about polygamy. Polyamorous is a thing. 
Yeah. Polyamorous. So, it's a, it's an excuse to sleep as, with many people as possible. You know, that's yeah, the thing. Sending straight to Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> there was two things. I had this young girl, this 25-year-old girl. She was telling me about she was polyamorous. And I'm like, what the hell's polyamorous? I had no yeah. idea. Then when she told me what it was, I was like, this is a excuse to not cheat on your boyfriend. Is that not what it is? That's pretty much, yes. So it's like, I guess right now there, I'm, I need to be very careful with the things I say because sometimes, you know, I'm really old school. So if, for me, it's like man, woman, family, children, that's like, you know, it doesn't. Anything outside of that is a little weird to me, but yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So now there's like, apparently there's like 60 genders and so many sexual orientations and stuff. So sometimes when my followers ask me questions, I'm like, I have to Google things. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) Think about the polyamorous decision and then let's add in the pronouns and I respect everybody's oh, yeah. pronouns. The pronouns, you know, I think they need to stop at like 10 pronouns. Maybe. I mean, yeah. we don't need 300 pronouns, you know what I'm saying? And give people yeah. excuse to be what you're called. But that same person that told me they were polyamorous, her sister was going to move in with her. Right. Yeah. I, she kept saying, they, I got to get this for that. They or them, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I was like, they and them is like, does she have, she must have a girlfriend or boyfriend that's coming with her. So when she moved in, there was nobody with her. I says, well, you said they were moving in. Where's the other person? She says, well, she is they because she doesn't identify as a man or a woman. So, yeah, there's a lot of different there's a lot of paradigm shifts in the world today that I think could be confusing for the younger generation. Definitely confusing for children. How do you explain all that? I mean, I, it took me some time to learn all that and understand. And I respect all people. You know, you do you, you make your own choices, you sleep with whoever you want, you do you, basically. But when a four-year-old child comes back from kindergarten trying to say that he's not a boy and not a girl, and he's so confused that now parents have to be basically stuck with having to explain to a four-year-old instead of him having like a fun, great childhood and, you know, climbing trees and falling and having fun and enjoying, you know, riding bicycles and stuff. Now he's so confused with what he is rather yeah. than, you know, just enjoying his life. This, oh, I wish I could go back to my childhood. <laughs> yeah. I think as a person, you learn those sensitivities as you get older and, yeah. you know, putting something in a child's head could lead them down that road. And then they realize their sensitivities aren't that person. You know, I think is what people don't look at. You you know what I mean? So what do you want to see from us? As I said, I am looking for uh, ways to develop what I already have. And one thing that I learned is that I can't be great at everything. So I'm looking to, um, you know, work with your team and make sure that, that part that you're taking on, you know, we're succeeding together in that one while I'm doing some, you know, my Instagram and TikTok and whatnot, right? So I think, um, you know, having a great team is always amazing because everybody brings so much value, right? Versus me alone trying to uh, do everything. What is it called? Like a one-man job or something? Well, the only advice 
that I would say to that, I, you know, I say vein of relation, simple relations, relatability, right? Whatever you can make relatable that hits home to you, that can be successful. If there's a character or person that you can emulate and you make that character very relatable to as many people as possible, right? Yeah. And you're kind of already doing it. I mean, you tied in Russian and American women and American mothers and girlfriends, whatever. That's a pretty big net per se. So I think you go out there with simple relations at, on a mass scale, see what comes back to you as far as a fan base. You identify that fan base and then yeah. you step and repeat, you know, yeah. and you keep improving each time is the process. So I think you I think you're off to a good start. I really do. When Tyler spoke to me about you come on board, I was a little hesitant, uh, dug a little deeper, and I uh, showed your content to a few other people, and they were like, yeah, she's funny. So we'll see what we can accomplish. Awesome. I'm excited. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything else you want to put out there to promote your, you're known as uh, Tori Herman on TikTok, Tori Herman on Instagram. Everywhere. I haven't seen the yep. Instagram, and we're going to help build the Facebook page for you. Now, when you go out there and we, we determine that fan base, the, that fan base is a percentage makeup. So yeah. once we understand that percentage makeup of the fan base, I can duplicate that fan base. I can create a lookalike audience when you have enough numbers, right? When your fan base is very defined and then promote content to a lookalike audience to people yeah. that should already like you based on the percentage makeup of your current fan base. So that's what, that's what we got to get to. And I think that'll help us bring more success. So I agree. Tori, we'll, we'll be in touch, and I appreciate you coming on the Unimpressed Podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Not really. Excited to work together, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good conversation, Thanks and we'll uh, <laughs> talk to you soon. Talk soon. All right. Bye. And I'm John Edmonds Cosmo, the CEO of Bang Productions. Thank you for listening to the Unimpressed Podcast. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.